Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Today, I have Carson Ripstein from Redmond Agriculture, and I am so excited to be able to pick your brain today. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm doing very well. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself, kind of start the conversation? Yeah, so uh, I've been working at Redmond for about four years. Before that, I worked in agronomy. People don't know what that is. That's kind of like large-scale agriculture, fertilizers, pesticides, all that. So I have a good background in just farming, agronomy, and I also worked in the feed industry. So I've been working in agriculture my whole life, though. I grew up working on my grandpa's farm. Me and my dad and brother have a small ranch here in Utah. We run our cows up up on the high desert mountains. So I, I love agriculture. That's why I do what I do. So that's kind of a background. If you want to know a background about me, I love cows. That's what my wife would say. That's the only thing you need to know about me. <laughs> Good deal. I, I actually, my son comes over and whispers to me the other day, like, mom, what's your favorite animal? I was like, I don't know, a cow? And so then he went and like hid in the corner and drew me a picture of a cow and brought it back. I was like, life complete. <laughs> yep, exactly. So how did... um so you're working for Redmond Agriculture now. What What is Redmond Agriculture? I mean, because I'm actually, well, let me preface it for my listeners a little bit. All of us, we use, I say all of us, all of us homesteaders love Redmond Real Salt for our food. And then I think a lot of them are just learning about Redmond Agriculture where kind of Redmond Agriculture started first, right? Correct. So Redmond Agriculture started, um, so Redmond in general, the company started in 1958. Um, some of the farmers, they were the Bassard family that owned the company. They were farmers. It was a drought. They realized they had this salt deposit on, you know, so when the drought hit, they started selling salt to local farmers. So they've been selling uh, agriculture salt, salt since 1958. So for example, my grandpa, you know, he'd lived probably an hour from Redmond. He would go and drive his dump truck over the mountain and get it filled up with just rocks of salt. And that's what he'd go feed his cows. So my family's been using Redmond for a very long time. I didn't know that until I started here. And I told my grandpa, and he's like, oh, I used to go down there and buy it in the 60s. So Redmond's been going for a really long time. The agriculture side was actually the original part of Redmond. Yeah, because they found that this salt was really great with all the minerals in it, right? Correct. Yep. Am I jumping a gun on your conversation? <laughs> no, no, you're great. You just lead me wherever you want to go. We'll go okay. Wherever. Like I said, I get so excited because I just want to learn all the things. Um, so now they're it's they don't just hand out, well, they still hand out rocks, but now you guys have a whole line of very specific um ag, sorry, of like minerals for both animals and crops, right? Or soil. Correct. Correct. So, um, yeah, we, 
So the base of all our products at Redmond Agriculture are two things. It's our sea salt, which is just like what goes on your table. Mm -hmm. Like everyone uses Redmond Life. The other thing is our volcanic clay, which is very similar. It's the exact same clay deposit is what's in the little containers that you use on your, you know, like the Redmond clay, as most homesteaders are probably familiar with it. There, mm-hmm. there is differences how how it's handled. So you're not going to want to use the ag salt for human consumption because it's handled differently. It's not right. going through, it doesn't go through a human grade facility. But like a food safety, are, yeah. Yeah. So all the food safety stuff, those are our two products. So our sea salt and our volcanic clay are the base to everything that we do at Redmond Agriculture. Oh, nice. So we, um, we went down to the store the other day. We needed some minerals for the cows. And, you know, there's four bags of Redmond's there on the shelf. And I was like, I seriously don't know which one to get. Like mm-hmm. I've, you know, raised animals my whole life, but I always did the salt licks. I mean, we were cattle ranchers. We had the salt licks and the feed troughs. And now we want to use loose minerals. And I just never know what to grab. Correct. So that, so I, I deal with a variety of customers working at Redmond. Mm-hmm. So I work with people who have 10,000 head of mother cows, you know, red big ranches, uh-huh. some, some smaller feedlots. And then I work with people who have homesteads and they might have one milk cow and a couple goats and a couple sheep. So I work with a wide variety of people and your question on what to get for your animals mm-hmm. is something that everyone from the person who has 10,000 cows asks themselves mm-hmm. and someone who has one dairy cow asks themselves. So don't feel like, like <laughs> you should know, cause it is such a complex topic. Well, you and know, you know, it, like I always use this as my example. When I grew up, we had 300 head of cattle. When we wanted to, you know, spray everybody, we went and got the big old, you know, $500 thing of spray wormer and we're running them through the shoots. And now I have three dairy cows and two beef cows and no shoots, <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm like down at the store and I walk straight to the big jug because that's what I'm used to buying. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to spend $500 for five cows when this would last us for the next 300 years. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? Know <laughs> yeah. And so like, I've had to like retrain everything that I ever learned working, you know, like growing up on the big ranch and majoring in agriculture and working in commercial ag to now being a homesteader. I'm like, I know how to raise animals, but I don't know like what to grab when I go down to the store. Cause I was used to doing it in a totally different way. Right. Right. And, and that's, and that's because the feed industry and the mineral industry and just big ag in general, has made it so it's complicated and it doesn't have to be um minerals are a complicated t- subject if you're start talking about minerals in isolation you know you're, you look at the bag and you're like oh do i want 12 percent phosphate do i want four percent phosphate do i want no phosphate you know it can be extremely complicated um does that make sense yeah yeah <laughs> I worked in a feed and for feed a feed company for a long time, and I experienced that. People would always come in. What 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 minerals should I use? And you just kind of use what the guy at the feed store tells you, and you hope it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal at Redmond Agriculture, one of our little sayings that we say is, "We're here to simplify your mineral program." 
I and like that doesn't that. matter if you're giving it to your goats. It doesn't matter if you're putting it on your soil because they're similar. Minerals mm -hmm. are minerals. Um, so I'm going to teach. Is it okay if I kind of talk about something? Yeah, uh, go for it. So we use the term in Redmond. That's why I bring your, you on. You're the master. I'm just the <laughs> I asker. Wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. I'm going to tell my wife that, that someone thinks I'm intelligent. <laughs> She'll be really No, cool. no. You're only the master when it comes to the salt. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I do not need her coming after me. That's right. Um, so we're going to talk about a term called nature's intelligence. And I'm going to use an example of, have you ever raised um, a calf on milk replacer, Cody? Mm -hmm. So uh, you raise a calf on milk replacer and you compare it to a calf that you've raised on mother's milk. The calf that's raised on mother's milk always will look better right just, yes. just how the ones works. on replacer always just look for lack dull. of a better word pale right they have dull dull, dull hair coat no it's yeah. just not not quite the same so milk replacers usually formulated by someone who looks what the compounds are in mother's milk they try to replicate it and you just can't replicate what nature's made mm -hmm. we see the same on our soil you put out manure in one spot and then you put out an NP and K fertilizer in another spot. The place that you put manure and natural products just performs way better than it does when you're putting the NP and K mm -hmm. program. Just yep. how it works. Minerals for your animals and your soil are the exact same. You could go and I could buy a bag that had a nutritionist formulate the perfect amount what they thought of phosphorus, calcium, iodine, zinc, all this. And, and it probably will work okay, but we're pretty lucky that we have a product that nature actually balanced the minerals on. So instead of just putting the eight yeah. minerals that you're putting, most people put out to their cow, you're putting 60 plus naturally occurring minerals. I never um, thought of it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. So our blood doesn't have eight minerals in it, but that's how no. we're feeding our animals. It's got, you know, it's got about everything in there. Um, and so when you're looking at what to put on your soil and what to give your animals, your baseline should always be a natural whole product like that. Um, so our sea salt and our conditioner both have 60 plus trace minerals in it. That's why when people start using it in their herds, like with their dairy cows or their beef cows or even their goats or sheep, they look at it and they're like, your bag only has a couple, like not large amounts. If I go to the feed store, I can get more, more copper in this or more zinc in this. But because ours was balanced by nature and it has 60 plus minerals that are in a form that's really available, mm -hmm. um, animals do really well on it. So you don't have to make it stressful. So the base anyone's program when they're going to the feed store and needing mineral should be sea salt, Redmond sea salt. Just so the base, if, you, if you're feeding good green grass, you should just be feeding Redmond sea salt. That should be the base of what you're feeding as a mineral program. If you kind of know that you have other problems, like you live in an area and you've heard from talking to ranchers or an extension agent or looking at feed tests, Oh, we're in, I hear this one a lot. We're in a selenium deficient area. Mm -hmm. We have product called selenium 90, which is a great way to supplement selenium that's added to our salt. So it's a great step up. 
And then a step beyond that is we have minerals that are kind of formulated for different species. So we have a goat mineral. We just came out with a sheep mineral and we have a beef mineral, which you can use beef mineral on beef cows or dairy cows. Okay. And so those are kind of the steps. If you've got beautiful green grass, I would feed just our 10 fine salt. If, okay. kind of, if you know you need to supplement them a little more, go to selenium 90. If you, if you're worried about your quality of your forage, use our beef, sheep, or goat mineral. Um, does that make sense? Does that make it? Yeah, simple? that's super broke down. Like I was making some notes on it, but yeah, that totally makes sense to me. And you know, we, okay. So we live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So our little feed store, you know, they don't have your goat, sheep, cattle. They had selenium 90 and 10 fine. Right. <laughs> I'm like that. And, and you'll find that most places. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to ask your feed store a lot of times because people, we, Redmond's been around forever. Some of these products are newer and the feed store mm-hmm. doesn't, unless someone asks them for it, they're not going to bring it in. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So, so they can, any of the feed stores that has our 10 fine or selenium 90, they can bring in any of these other ones that you want. And if you've only got a couple animals, you can also get our products online. Um, okay. They're in smaller bags, like five to eight pound bags. So that makes it so, if you have a couple animals that works, if you need to buy a 50 pound bag though, it only makes sense to go to the feed store. Yeah. That would be a lot to ship. Yes. Your shipping would be way more than the product. <laughs> right. I could imagine that because they order those in bulk, but yeah. Yeah. It was actually when you started talking about the weight, I was laughing because so there's a little feed store we have in town. They don't have enough room for the big flatbed carts. Mm-hmm. So they have basically a giant um, dolly. Okay, right. And so we go in and my daughter, she's like 90 pounds soaking wet. She can lift the 50 pound sacks of feed, no problem. So she's like, we need, you know, five bags of fair pig feed and we need the salt, you know, and she like loads it all up on this dolly, pulls it back to start walking towards the front. And like my, my viewers can't see, but I, you know, showed him how I was pulling it back. And it literally, as soon as she dropped it down, the whole thing like flung her forward. <laughs> she like I, smashes into the back of the thing. And she's like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, we're done <laughs> with this. Yeah. I, it was funny though. Cause I mean, she's 14, but she's just tiny. Just tiny, right? (laughs) Totally understandable. Right. We ended up getting the guys from the feed store to help, but um so then the so these same so um salts that you have, you just put that on your um soil as well? Yes. Or do you have another line for that? Well, we have another line. Can I back up one step? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. No, no, you're perfect. So I told you we have two products always, um, uh-huh. the salt and the volcanic and the clay. clay. We hadn't covered the clay yet. Yes. Thank you. So I'm going to go over the clay and then we'll tie that into the soil. That makes sense. So the clay is really cool because it's even more mineral rich than the salt. It yeah. also does a lot of cool things like binds toxins, buffers the rumen. It does a lot of really cool things naturally. So like, it's such a cool natural product. It does a lot of things. The only problem about it is it's a clay, so animals don't naturally crave it like salt. So they don't mm-hmm. just go and eat the clay unless they have something completely wrong in their guts, then they will. So for the best results that I have found on my ranch, and I've seen it on other people, if you put like 
So let's say you buy a bag of salt and you're going to put it out. Mix a third of a bag of our clay in it. The conditioner, it's called conditioner. It's volcanic okay. clay, but trade name is conditioner. You mix a third of a bag of that in there. Just mix it in with your shovel. doesn't have to be super scientific. If you get a little more, a little less, it's okay. That is, we've seen that the synergy between those two just work really good. The clay and the salt. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to like run back. Well, actually my husband's heading back to town today. I'm going to be like, grab some of that. Cause yes, um, we just got all our cows back from the neighbors. They're confirmed pregnant and um, we're getting ready to go into where we're going to be feeding hay rather than grass. And so I really like to see them as healthy as possible when they're all going to be calving in January. Right. Yes. You, you want, and conditioner just works. It's, it's really cool how it works. Just, just to show people, because a lot of people on here will be thinking, well, I might go to the store. They'll go to the feed store and they'll see that Redmond will cost more than the white salt bag. And not everyone will know why that is. Mm-hmm. Part of it's just because we take care of our employees and we're a good company and that. But there's a lot of advantages to Redmond salt. So we did a really cool study at Montana State University where a group of cows was given white salt and a group of cows was given Redmond salt. These were Mm -hmm. cow-calf pairs. So the cow and the calf were both given Redmond salt or they were given white salt as their salt supplement. At the end of the study, the calves that ate Redmond salt gained 23 extra pounds in 84 days. Holy cow. I talked about that whole nature's intelligence and when you're using whole products with 60 plus trace minerals naturally occurring. That's what happens. Like, that is crazy. From changing one thing, their salt, they were on the same pasture, they were on the same conditions, same type of cattle, and they gained 23 extra pounds. Well, and when they take them to the sale barn and they're sold by the 100 weight, that's a quarter extra of whatever that 100 weight rate is that day. Right Right now. I mean, that right there pays for probably the cow, its mother's uh, minerals for the year. Oh, easy. Yeah. So right now price is like three bucks a pound on 600 pounders, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you'd be making an extra 60 something bucks per, per animal, which paid yeah. for their minerals. And, and, and then you get all the things like improved hair coat, just better health, clean product with no chemicals and all that kind of stuff on top of better performance. Uh, anyways, well, I've heard some horror stories where the white salt comes from. So <laughs> yeah, no, I won't go there, but <laughs> ours is very, you know, ours, the, the part of the, the magic of ours is it comes unrefined. You know, we get it from the earth and we put it in a dump truck and we take it and we'll crush it and put it in bags. We might add a couple minerals, but we don't do any, any, there's no refining in our process. Other salts, well, there's usually a heavy refining process. That's what makes it bad for you and not mm-hmm. great for your animals. Yeah. And I mean, like we buy the table salt for ourselves. And I mean, you can just look at it and see all the minerals in it. Yes. And it tastes so much better, doesn't it? Gosh, it tastes so much better. Like, I think I told you this when we met at the conference that I have a little, one of the sample size things of the Redmond's Real Salt in like both my cars, in my briefcase, everywhere. Cause you just never know when you're going to run into a good tomato. Right. It's true. <laughs> and you, you go and you try white salt after eating Redmond salt and it's just bitter and it's not great. It's, it it, it's a, a totally different flavor profile. Yes, exactly. And 
when we, I mean, when we started using Redmond's Real Salt, which I know we're talking agriculture today, but it's still a similar conversation. Mm -hmm. We started using it because my husband got diagnosed with liver disease and we had to cut back our salt intake, but then everything tasted horrible to him. Right. So we started using Redmond so that we could use yet less salt by volume, but almost twice the flavor. Right. And it's, it's good for you. Like there's a lot of research showing that it's actually good for you when you eat non-refined whole products, like we were talking about for our animals. It's the same as, as humans, you know, Mm -hmm. when we eat whole foods, it's good for us. When we eat things in isolation, you know, like I could uh, be sick. And if I'm eating whole foods, things become better. My body becomes healthier. If I start just eating zinc only or phosphate only, or some kind of pill only, it's not going to cure my disease. It's not going to make me healthier. But if I'm eating these whole products, it does change your health. Yeah. Well, and it's not in a, when you buy things that are synthesized and processed, they're not going to be in a bioavailable way for your body. Right. When, right. like you said, when you're getting it from nature, it's already ready for you. Yep. It's ready for you. It's built for you to be using. It's not a byproduct of something else. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah. I mean, that right there is, says it all. So let me go to soil. Is that okay, Cody? Yeah, let's go to soil. Because I'm actually a little intrigued by this one because, you know, all the, you know, soil studies that I've ever done is always about like, you don't want to have salinized soil. So I'm like, okay, adding salt, let's talk about this. What does that do for the soil? So. Perfect. And that, that is actually one of the biggest things I run into all over the country. So we, we've been using Redmond salt in our conditioner, which is our volcanic clay on soil for quite a few years now. Um, And when I introduce it to a new group of people, there's always one or two that come up to me and say, Hey, I don't want to put salt in my soil. I've always heard salt is so bad for your soil. Especially Um, in irrigation setups, like heavy irrigation setups. Yes, yes. Um, So I'm going to go into that a little bit. So salt, sodium chloride is actually an essential nutrient for our plants, for our animals. That's why we feed it to them. Mm -hmm. And salt, like white salt, if I was just going to go put white salt on my soil, it would be bad for it. Okay. You know, if you, if you use white salt, um, have the de-icing salt, I don't know. Do you live where you have to put de-icing salt out? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> we live in North Idaho. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. I thought that's what it was. I just wanted yeah. to. Yeah. So Which you we, we white... met in Coeur d'Alene. We live a uh, hundred miles North of there, right on the Canadian border. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you use a little bit of ice melt. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so if you're using white salt as ice melt and you over apply it, it melts off. It gets on your lawn. It'll kill your lawn. Yeah. People use our ice, our salt as ice melt. It gets off their lawn and it's the first part that greens up in the spring. Hmm. So it shows you the difference. Yeah. Not all is created equal. Um, ours is a whole product that other salt is a derived from, it's a byproduct of getting other minerals from the sea. Um, So putting it on our soil, you don't put that much. So like if you were to break it down to an acre, you'd put like 200 pounds of what, so it'd be a hundred pounds of salt and a hundred pounds of all volcanic clay to the acre. It's kind of like if you just seasoned your food. So you do like Um, a 50, 50. 
Yeah, 50-50 mix. So we, we've done it singular. We've put just the clay on. We've put just the salt on. And the thing that happens is when they work together, there's just a synergy and thing, and the research just, just showed us that it works better. And so what, what I'm going to tell you is kind of what happens when you put it on your soil, if that's okay. And yeah. then, then I'll kind of tell you about some products that we're just coming out with and then Ooh. kind of how to go with your, how to work on your soil. We get the inside so, track. The inside track. Yes. <laughs> so when you're, the salt is extremely high in conductivity, electrical conductivity, it also is high in sodium chloride and it's got the trace minerals in it. So when you put it on your soil, you the purpose a healthy soil is when the, the biology in the soil, the microbes, the bugs, they're moving, they're doing things, they're pulling nitrogen from the air. That's what is important in your soil, right? If you just have dead soil, you could put as much amendments on it as you want, and you might uh, be a handicap and make it limp along, but it'll never thrive. It's the biology in the soil that makes the soil thrive. When your soil is alive and the biology thriving, that is when you see uh, really healthy plants, you stop seeing less weed pressure, you start seeing all the things everyone craves in their soil, that comes from being alive. You do that by feeding it things like compost, giving, you know, using whole products like we talked about, compost, humates, things like that. The salt in our salt is extremely high in EC, like I said, electrical conductivity. You put it on the soil and it gives a spark to the microbe life. It mm. sparks a life in the soil. You want your soil alive and it's like the spark plug to get it going. The clay is really high in what's called cation exchange capacity. That's just holding capacity. It's the ability to hold things. So if you don't have good enough cation exchange capacity, all the minerals just leach out. You could put compost on, all the good stuff goes, leaches out. So you want high EC and you want high CEC. And so that's, that's what imagine it like a net catching everything. Yes. It's catching, it's holding, it's giving it a capacity to, to hold. And then it gives it the ability to move between each other. So it gives the, the soil particles, the ability to release minerals. So the minerals can go up to the plants and you have healthier plants. So when we put it on things like alfalfa and other forages, when we take a feed test of it, our products always increase the quality of the feed. So that's the same as if you put it on a tomato plant or you put it on a cucumber. When you put our products on and the soil becomes more healthy, it increases the quality of your cucumber. It increases the quality of your tomato. So you won't see huge increases in yield. So you won't see more tomatoes, but you'll see more vibrant. You'll see more nutritious. That's what we're going for. We're not trying to say, hey, let's just twitch the yield and see how much corn we can get. It's This is going to increase the quality of the corn that we get, mm -hmm. which is really what's important to us, especially as people who are homesteaders and they yep. care what they're taking into our body. So there's 60, also 60 minerals in it. Most of the time when we put fertilizer down, there's three minerals in it. And a corn cob has more than three minerals in each kernel of corn. I can tell you. What that. do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so when we put sixty plus minerals at Nature's Balance, we just—it's really cool. It's just a—it's a whole product. We just see cool things like uh, increased feed quality, increased organic matter because the microbes are alive and they're breaking things down. So what we're doing is pretty much just waking up your soil. Um, 
Does that make sense? Is that clear or is that a little confusing? No, that actually, I mean, like I said, I can just have this, like, honestly, like what I imagined is what's in that, what's that movie, uh, Avatar? Uh-huh. Like all of the plants are connected and it all lit up. Right. Yes. That's kind of what yes. I imagined. Like, I don't yeah, know. You're, you're giving it a spark, right? I like <laughs> yeah. it's just a spark to the soil life. And when your soil's alive, good things happen. When your soil's dead, that's when your plants are not very thrifty. They're not very drought tolerant. They're always look like they need some help. And from my experience of the homesteading, modern homesteading thing in Coeur d'Alene, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are very frustrated with their soil. I, I realize that mm-hmm. a lot of people are frustrated because their garden is just not producing like they'd like. Their plants are just not healthy. And a lot of that is we just need to focus more on using whole products that make our soil alive. And one of those, and we don't have, we, we're not the only one who has whole products that are good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we do have a whole product that's unique and is good. So you can, you, I, you probably should be using things like compost, manure, things like that, make your soil alive. And then putting our, our product with our salt and our clay, that really gives it the spark to be able to use the things that are coming through this compost and the manure. That, okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And, you know, like you were saying, people are frustrated with their soil. Like, you know, I have raised garden beds for one of my gardens. I have a couple mm-hmm. different gardens on the property. But the soil in there is literally, we got it out of the neighbor's manure pile from the last 20 years. Probably could not get better soil than that. And all my plants are huge and beautiful. Um, My peppers, I have like more peppers than I would know what to do with right now. In fact, I have a whole pile on my counter that I'm like, what do I do with these? Like, I have nothing else to go with them. And my tomato plants, I have like maybe 10 green tomatoes total out there in my whole garden. And I'm like, what is going on? And I've even seen two with blossom and rot. And I'm like, you know, and of course I've, yeah, I use, I try to put gypsum on early in the year and I never do it because, you know, life. (laughs) So I've been out there this week doing that, but what would you suggest? I mean, so like if I have a big alfalfa field, yeah, I throw the salt in and I spread it like I would any other minerals or something. The average Gardener, at what point would you suggest putting the salt in? Can we put it in once my plants are in if I didn't do it in advance or? Yeah, so that that is a great question. So we do have products online that are in about eight pound pouches. So Mm -hmm. it makes it way more useful as a gardener. And it even tells you how many pounds per square foot and makes it very easier, very easy. And I'm glad you're using gypsum. That's one of those whole products that I'm talking about that makes a big difference. So Mm -hmm. that's. That's one of those that I was talking about. Um, so I used it in my other garden, but with the new soil this year, I was like, well, let's just see where we're at. Like, let's get baseline, you know? That's always important. Which I bet you have something that you could suggest yes. for that. Too. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start there. Let's start there. Okay, okay. So someone's frustrated with their soil, like you. You're frustrated with your garden. What is the first step I would do is we have a soil test kit. If you just go to redmanagriculture.com and you click on the soil test kit, what it is, is it's a soil test kit that's built for someone who is not a soil scientist. So so I don't have to do a whole experiment on my kitchen table? (laughs) Yes. And you don't have to, you don't have to get this sheet back that tells you, okay, this is where you're at. And you're like, okay, what do I do with that? 
you probably know you went to school for agriculture. Yes. I worked <laughs> Those in reports are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You get them back and then you're like, okay, so I have this much of this and my base saturation is this. What does that mean? So we wanted to take that out of the equation because gardeners don't want to deal with that. And it's not mm-hmm. feasible for someone to go and learn all the things, how to amend from your soil test kit. So our soil test kit is easy. It comes in a box. You take a little sample of your soil, you put it back in this prepaid shipper that's part of the price of the package. You send it off and it will email you your send you your results back. Your results come back in this really cool bar chart that shows you if you're in an acceptable range or outside of acceptable range. So nice. it gives you it gives you a baseline. That's what it is. So you can kind of see, oh my goodness, I'm really low on nitrogen. That is probably a limiting factor or holy cow, my pH is way off or something like that, you know? So it's going to give you a really good baseline so you can see, okay, I'm really high in this. I need to be careful about this. I'm really low in this. I need to start putting things that are high in nitrogen. So if you're low high in in nitrogen, you can start using chicken litter or something like that Mm -hmm. or as a supplement. So it gives you a really good baseline and it tells you where you're at because usually we just so frustrated with our soil and we don't know where we're at. This at least give us, let us know where we're at. It'll also even tell you if you want to do some amendments, what kind of amendments you can do. It'll tell you how to do some natural amendments or if you want to use conventional amendments, you can, it'll tell you those kind of results. Oh, that's but, awesome that you get like that option. Yeah, it's really easy. It's really simple. That's what the point of it is. So you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be a soil person. You can just be really passionate about gardening and you can look at it and it'll tell you what to do. That's all you have to do. Having both options like that. I know sometimes myself where I know that I need to do something and I'm like, okay, like I could definitely put compost in there to get my nitrogen up, but I don't have any compost right now. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to the store and buy a bag of compost or whatever, but I can walk out to my garden shed and I have, you know, some sort of synthesized something where I'm like, okay, like these plants are going to die this weekend. And I live a hundred miles from the closest like garden store. Right. So I can use something if I'm willing to make that choice. Right. Yeah. And it'll, it'll show you the other cool thing about our soil test kit is you can test your compost with the same test kit. There's an option. And so it can tell you what's in your compost, which most of us have no clue what's in our compost. Oh, I love so, that. So you can test your compost. Well, I know what's in my compost right now. Um, little backhoe trucks, because my kids yeah, decided right. the compost pile is their sandbox. Hey, and it's right by the garden, so I can actually watch them. So, you know. That's right. Hey, who cares I let my kids play point? in poo. Yeah, who cares at that point? <laughs> Building immunities. That's right. So, so that's... That's kind of where to get your baseline, how to kind of test your compost, how to test your soil. And then if you're a gardener and you want to use something like these whole products that are going to give a life to your soil, we've got two products that are coming out. They both should be out probably by the time this podcast comes out. They're getting bagged as we speak. One of the, one of them is called build a build is, um, is our salt, our conditioner, which is the volcanic clay some other volcanic minerals and uh, humate all in one. So we've kind of created this like super spark product that's going to spark your soil. It's going to get, it's like, it's a, it's kind of like, it's like using our salt and clay on steroids because we've added some other complete whole products into it. 
and it comes in eight pound bag. I think it does like 600 square feet. Wow. So you can, you can get a lot of life on it. People always ask, when do I apply it? The best time's always in the spring. Okay. Uh, here's, here's my, my response to that. It's better now than never, because I know how people work and I know how I work and I'm always going to do it next spring. <laughs> I never knew. So sometimes it's better just to get it on and while something's growing, do it and then put it on again in the spring. So it's probably a once to twice a year application. Um, but that one's called build. So that one's if you're using your, there's no nitrogen, you know, there's not a lot of nitrogen and macro minerals like there would be in compost. So that's the one you use if you're using your own compost. Okay? If you All have right. your own compost at your place, use that one. The next one is if you do not have compost, use our product called Grow. Grow is um, turkey manure added to those products that I was talking about earlier. So you then turkey manure or chicken manure. Sorry. Oh chicken. well, still chicken. yes, chicken. Yeah, so chicken manure added to those in a bag, eight pound bag. I think it does a little less because it's got some more manure and I think it does like 400 square feet. And that's for someone, if you do not have, if you're got a, you know, you're trying to garden, you don't have animals to get your own compost. You don't want to go to the store and get compost. You don't know what it's from. Our, our chicken manure is organic, you know, so it doesn't have chemicals, anything like that in it. So it's the, it's the, Really easy way if you do not have your own compost to put compost and the spark to your soil all in one thing. What a smart way to like bring that full circle. I am right. loving that. Right. So so you're using whole products. That's what we're that's what we're trying to because the way that um, like the the byproduct of farms that probably are using your salts and right yeah right yeah it's. And we're, well, hopefully it's getting to people who don't have the ability to raise their own chickens, don't have the ability to have their own compost pile, because not everyone who's passionate about homesteading or raising their own food has that capability right now. It's in everyone's goal. Mm -hmm. I've been to a lot of homestead shows. Everyone wants to do that. They might not be there yet. Right. So how, how do they use a, a composted manure or something that they know? And so grow would be the best product right. for that. Well, and even those of us that are there don't have all of our systems locked in. Well right. <laughs> right. We, yeah, you go to that and everyone pretend everyone's neighbor is, have some problems. None of one, no one's self has problems in their own garden, right? So everyone's neighbor has problems, but. Oh no, we have problems. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just, it's part of uh, working with nature and livestock and things, everyone's going to have problems. Mm -hmm. No one's got it all figured out. So these, these products, like they're not going to cure every ailment that's ever happened to your soil. But what you are going to do is just get a spark of life to your soil so that nature can start doing the processes. And that so like one of the processes in nature is a nitrogen cycle. So we've done research showing that when we put our salt and clay, we haven't done as much research on the new products, but we do know they work. We've seen it with our own eyes that they work really yeah. good. But when you put the salt in the conditioner, that the we, we've done research that shows that they get, a, the soil naturally gets nitrogen from the bugs. It's pulling it from the atmosphere. The bug, there's a lot more beneficial microbes in the soil. There's a lot more beneficial protozoa than the thing that's using this NP and K program. So we know it, we know that that's what's happening. So you're just getting a spark to your soil. That's, I, if I could leave any message with everyone to kind of remember, 
Yeah. It's first off, don't get over, don't get overwhelmed because a lot of homesteaders and people in this lifestyle haven't grown up in it. And if they did grow up in it, they just saw what dad did. And dad probably just saw what grandpa did and grandpa just saw what other grandpa Mm -hmm. did. So don't feel overwhelmed and feel like you have to be an expert. Yeah. Because listen to people like you and other people who are educating and grow and in 10 years, you'll become an expert, but you cannot, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. You're not, you're not going to be a mineral expert overnight. I can tell you that because I tried and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen. There's no. so much complexity in it. But when you're working with nature, it's simple. You know, you take the complexity clear out of it when you're working with nature. So our products just take the complexity out of it and make it simple. Um, so just, I hope I kind of broke down the steps of like, when you're feeding your livestock, this is kind of your base profile on your soil. That's what you do, but just, just realize, don't be overwhelmed. It's all, it can be simple. Mm -hmm. No, I like it. I, you know, you keep talking about the spark and I just, I feel like no matter how much we study and learn as, you know, individuals or a society that we are never going to actually know everything that's actually happening in nature. There is something that we are never going to have a grasp on. There's, there's so much that we don't understand. Like for instance, the calves that gain 23 extra pounds. I can tell you that our product helped do that. Do I know how it did it? No way. I just know that nature, it worked with nature and it worked with nature systems. That's what I know. Yeah. It made it where their bodies could build better and faster, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But how? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, maybe there's somebody who could explain that, but <laughs> yeah. And I don't really even care to know. I just want to know that it works. Right. That's right. what's important in this lifestyle is that it works. It's, it's working with nature. So you almost kind of answered this already in our last couple of minutes, but what I ask all my guests towards the end of our episodes is what does keep growing mean to you? Oh, that's, that is a good question. Um, I would think just keep learning, um, not getting frustrated and shutting down. I experience, I experience this all the time. Like I said, I've been in, in agriculture as, as a job. I've grown in agriculture my whole life. And if I stopped learning a year ago, I would not be where I am today. If you can't stop growing your knowledge. You can't stop growing your your uh, connections. You can't stop growing everyone around you. I think that would be what I would say is just don't let it stop. Keep growing your knowledge, keep growing your connections, keep growing your connection with, with your livestock, with your soil. That would be mine. Just never stop. Cause a lot of times in agriculture, you see people when they stop improving because that's, you know, I even see it, they say, well, this is what dad What do we call them? So, old school farmers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They stop growing. They stop learning new things. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. We just say we get in this rut. Well, this worked. Um, my my advice is just always be questioning the status quo on that, and learn more. Learn more about nature. I love it. This has been a great episode. I mean, I have a whole page of notes going right here. Oh, nice. I mean, my like my listeners can't see, but I have a full page. Um, I am so excited to make some changes and to be able to relay this information to other people that are um, struggling with some of the same um, questions. Um, So do you want to tell everyone where they can, you know, find your products and 
um, reach out to Redmond's. Yeah. So the easiest way to find our products is if you go to redmondagriculture.com and there's two ways to buy. You can either buy online. So if you want to buy online, the eight pound packages that I talked about or the five pound animal packages, you just click on shop online. It'll get you to the products. You can click on it. It's really easy to go from there. If you are kind of thinking that scale is a little too small for me, I've got 60 cows and I need a little more than, than the five pound bag, or you want to go to your feed store, go click and you can just find, put, click the option, find a store, put your zip code in, it'll tell you the closest Redmond dealer. If that person doesn't carry it, give us a call and I, we'll help you find it near you. Perfect. We have really cool guys in there at the office that will make it so you get product to you. Well, I love this. Thank you so much for taking your time to educate us today and look forward to talking again soon. Yes, thank you so much, Cody. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please head over to your favorite podcast player and leave a comment and review. This helps me to know what you're enjoying and helps others find an episode that can help them. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at Homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.